What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor, with Andy and Cap. I'm Cap. You know his name is Andy. Andy, what up? Man, it is a wonderful Friday. I could not think of a better day to be sitting out on the sea on a nice boat. Andy, it's chill. We got our sunglasses on, our flippy floppies, our swim trunks on. And, uh, yeah, it's clear open seas, brother. So our Boyster Yacht took a cruise down to Kentucky to visit us down here in the swamp. And, honestly, it was, it was a little quick trip, a little quick pit stop here in Kentucky as he um, had, had another place to get to. But, man, did he deliver in those quick 20 minutes. He's got a tight itinerary. But it was really, really fun. So we sat down with Sir Yacht, talked for – yeah. <laughs> It was 20 minutes, Andy, but it felt like an hour. I mean, it was jam-packed. Like, we, we probably got about a good 30 to 45 minutes worth of content in those 20 minutes. He was, it was nonstop. He just kept firing. And, like, like man, you, let me Andy. tell you, he was spitting. Yep, making the most of my time, Andy. Yeah, I know all about that. Definitely well, well worth it. It was an awesome, awesome conversation. I'm actually really ready to get to it. Yeah, me too, Andy. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a good show for you. Um, Andy, a certain player named Trevor Lawrence got COVID. I mean, he, he, he tested positive for ducking Notre Dame. Oh, that, okay. That's what sure. happened. Okay. <laughs> Clearly no, uh, no bias there. Yeah, but we're also going to talk some Big East Media Day because basketball is back, Andy. Basketball is real. Basketball is a thing. And I got the fever. Wait. wait. My prescription is more basketball. <laughs> and then, Andy, we're obviously going to have our agendas. We have some people on Twitter to obviously roast. And, uh, you know, our normal stuff and obviously jackass hour because we got to kick off the weekend right. Should we tell them what the jackass topic is? Of course we should. We're ranking Lunchables, baby. Man, Lunchables, kid in school, Brunchables baby. to cure your Munchables. Congratulations. That was something else. You're the coolest kid in school. We're ranking Lunchables. Andy, you ready? Let's ask Andy Mack. Okay, welcome into the Blobcast. I hope you enjoyed Thursday night football. Happy weekend. Andy, we pretty much got to start off with the most breaking news that's just happened, and that's Trevor Lawrence catching COVID. Yeah, man, that's actually uh, – I feel bad for the guy because he's obviously the biggest name in football. He's mm-hmm. the best quarterback in the country, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, obviously a huge blow to the Clemson offense because we have no idea what their backup quarterback can do. I mean, we're going to have to find out quickly – I mean, luckily they have cupcakes on their schedule, Andy, so I think they're going to be fine for the immediate future. Yeah, they, they should be fine against Boston College, but, I mean, I don't blame <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence for being afraid of Notre Dame, but it does look like, um, due to the report that I just saw, he should be ready for that game. Uh, so we will see. So he may have unsuccessfully ducked us. Just like me at the Big East Tournament, scared of the Irish. I totally get it. Um, <laughs> It's good. It's going to be wild, though, man. I mean, this, this is the that's the biggest player in all of college football to get anything easily, hands down. The most right. noteworthy player in all of college this is football. LeBron so, LeBron James getting um like yeah, LeBron literally. James getting hurt. 
I mean, Clemson's um, loaded everywhere, so I'm not. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, but it's definitely a huge story. Oh, for sure. And I mean, he's obviously he is going to recover, and we hope nothing more like nothing more than a full recovery, and he gets back to his normal self, and it doesn't affect him in any other way other than missing the Boston College game. So, yeah, no question. Never gonna wish wish ill on a guy, even though even if it would help my college football team, it's much bigger than sports. <laughs> yeah, no question. Hopefully it's okay, but it's, yeah, really, really big story. Um, but we're not gonna really wait too long. I mean, this is, I don't. I mean, this is a big interview, Andy. I mean, Sergey Abra the Big Ten back. And I he, he's pre, he's the president of the um, Big Ten committee. He brought it back. Um, I do believe he is the Big Ten commissioner at this point. He's a musician. I mean, he he's pretty much the king of all verifieds. I mean, this dude's got it going on. So if you don't know Sir Yacht, I mean, he's hilarious. He's like the the Cleveland video guy. He always has CEO like those viral. Yep, CEO of Ohio. He always has like the like all the videos Andy of like best city names in Ohio. Like he always makes like the flame videos of whoever's messing with Cleveland. Normally they're right, but you know, so it goes. Uh, <laughs> but no, we love Sir Yacht. Super funny dude on Twitter really really funny has sources and he makes journalists mad it's freaking great um really really cool dude so Andy, i say without further like further ado i say we cut to this thing man because this was awesome and it was absolutely electric interview um it was um it was just like me nice short and quick very very quick experience only this one it left me satisfied smiling Okay, Roblox listeners, we got a treat for you. Taking the boat all the way down to Kentucky River, to the heart of Kentucky, the Big Ten savior. We got Sir Yacht. What's up, my guy? What's up? I, I do want to say before we get started into this that Cincinnati is in Ohio. So I actually have a gripe with that um, because yeah. I saw a Snapchat filter the other day um, for Massillon Farms that said Cincinnati, Kentucky. So I'm like, fuck, Sir Yacht won. I know, dude. That was my filter. I paid for it. Oh. You know, now it all fucking makes sense. It's all Ohio yeah. love. Before we get started, bro, I got to know what's up with you and all these professional journalists breathing down your neck, checking out your LinkedIn profiles. What the fuck did you do to them, bro? Uh, the answer is, is nothing. Um, I guess the, the thing I did was, was do uh, their full-time job as a hobby, like for fun. Um, they get kind of mad. Yeah, like Ben Albright last night, like I was just reporting some stuff that I heard from somebody who's given me reliable information before and all of a sudden he's like saying everything I'm saying is not true. I'm like, okay, whatever. That sucks, but whatever. And then I'm like, <laughs> I, I tweet like, damn, didn't expect to get ratioed by Ben Albright today, but here we are. He comments, I didn't even tag him. He comments and is like, didn't expect to see the stupid tweets you put up, but I think I'd say we're even. And then it just kind of escalated from there. And then it got to the point where he just, like, would stop he, – he wouldn't stop responding. And then he, like, found my, like, real name, which is Joey Kinsley. I'm not hiding it. I, he goes on LinkedIn and, like, pulls up my entire information. Is like, I, I, like, exposed a fraud. Like, you're not a reporter. I'm like, no shit. My name's Sir Yacht. I'm not a reporter. Like, that's so – like, you're such an idiot. Like, it's, it's so stupid. So, and then everybody, like, gave him a lot of grief. And then, like, the thing is he won. Like, he – whatever, like, had tweets that had more likes and retweets. But then his, he kept, like, coming back, and then I ratioed him, and then he deleted the tweet that I ratioed him by, like, that he responded to. And then, I, I don't know, like, he just Jesus. kept responding all night. Like, the dude, like, scares me. And he said in his initial tweets, like, I have 20 minutes to clown this guy. 
Well, eight hours later, he was still responding to people under that. It's like, dude, get a life. Like, do you have a it's job? wild. Especially when you're verified, you have like 90K. It's like, don't you have better fucking things to do? Like, Jesus Christ. I know. The thing is, like, I, I, I'd even go after him. Like, usually, like, when I make a video about somebody, they say something dumb or they just, like, make fun yeah. of, like, something Cleveland sports related. So I just, like, make a satirical video against them. Like, whatever. Sure. But, like, this guy, like, did, did, I don't even know what, like, happened. Like, he just was so – I guess a lot of people were asking him about my rumors, and then he said he had to, like, dunk on me and stuff and basically just stroke his giant ego and, like, look at his, like, two-inch penis and be like, yeah. I'm a- <laughs> so, like, it, uh, dude, I don't know. Like, this guy's he, – he, something, something's up. He's weird, and he terrifies me. So – if he comes at me again, I'm gonna make another. I'm gonna. I'll make a video about him. But I've been advised by people in the industry to stay away from him. In the industry, well, everyone knows people love people who take themselves too seriously. So that's great. Um, but yeah. I think you you are owed you do because the Bengals did the most Bengal thing of all time and shadow lead down the toilet while our best friends of Steelers fucking just came back out of fucking nowhere. You love to fucking see it, I guess. So I'll let you talk your talk. You earned going off, Brown Brown Nation. What's up? Yeah. So. I don't know if it was the – like, it was, it was just weird because, you know, Baker started off really terribly against the Bengals. Yeah. And, um, then he he pretty much had a perfect game after that except for the spike ball he had. So, it, it was it sucks for Bengals fans because, you know, it diminishes what Joe Burrow did. Like, he had a pretty damn good game, four touchdown passes. I don't know how many mm-hmm. yards he had, but he – The shit though, yeah. Yeah, he like had a lot. Six. It just – it's tough. Okay. I mean that's that's really good. Baker barely had had less than three hundred, but it what what sucks is like Joe's having such a great year. He probably won't get offensive rookie of the year. Probably I think it'll go to Herbert, but Joe has to yeah. be second. Um, but it, it sucks because they have an offensive line and, and you know they they need to plug a lot of holes and defense and stuff. But this is I mean this is going to be a rebuilding year. Like it, it we knew that coming into this season. I mean you're talking next year, the year down the line, like they're going to be nasty and people are going to. People are probably going to want to come and play with Joe Burrow just because of how talented he is as a quarterback. Um, so it sucks. I, I don't. I think the Bengals' record doesn't reflect how they are as a team because um, they. I mean, they should have beat the Colts. They potentially right. beat the Browns twice. Uh, so I mean, you're talking about games that are decided like at, at down the wire last minute. Uh, the record could be a lot different. So th- the thing is, they're competing, and that's important especially with having a rookie quarterback. I know he's not used to losing at all, but I know, it's I, suck. there are better days, better days in Cincinnati. Yeah, no question. It just sucks when you have like your prize possession, you're essentially just telling them to go play in traffic and just like, don't, don't get hurt. It's fucking awful. Um, it's like, yeah. It's like Bill Burrow, play some Frogger. Like that's basically what they're telling like, <laughs> Right. He's literally Sorry. that. He, he's Sorry. literally the Ferrari in the trailer park meme, bro. Like it's wild. Oh God, that's so fun. I love that meme. 100%. All right. So put me in the, in the role of a Cleveland fan, bro. So you guys went like one in 31 over two seasons and now you guys are in really, really good shape. Obviously Steelers was, was a rough game or whatever. Um, But put me in your, in your shoes, man. You guys got to be feeling pretty good where you're at right now. Yeah. There's like Browns fans that aren't feeling good or like they're letting the outside pressure. Like obviously we've played well against teams that are below 500, like the Colts we beat. And then, you know, the arguably the Cowboys were okay, but then they lost Dak Prescott. So there are people that are mad because we've lost the Steelers and Ravens. I'm like, when is the last time the right. Browns have been five and two like that? I mean, probably, I mean, not, not since 1999, probably like in the 1960s when they last won a championship before it was called a freaking Super Bowl. Like the fact that people are like mad 
about it. I mean, there's not many. There's few. And then, like, the national media can say whatever they want to say. This is right. a step in the right direction for the Browns being 5-2 and because, like you said, in two full seasons, they won a game. So winning 5-7 and seven is very good. So I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling very happy. I'd like to see them win against the Raiders this weekend because that would be a nice statement win against a team that's at least a little better than sub-500. Sure. And then you go to a bye week, you go face the Texans, you potentially beat them. And they could be 7-2. and two. They could be uh, – God, I mean, they could be 6-4. and four. Four. Yeah. It, That's the thing, though. Sure. Like, it, even even at 6-4 and four, you're, or, like, or whatever, you're sitting – or five and four, you're sitting like nicely. Like it's you potentially still able to go ten and six. So it's just a weird uh, feeling. Like we're so used to the Browns being bad. Um, they finally seem to have a good coach. Baker played well last weekend. He's not consistent though. So hopefully, as Browns fans, we want to see him play consistently this weekend. And it's crazy because you guys just go ahead, Andy. That kind of like brings me to my to my question: Is do you think Baker is the guy? Yes, I do. And I, I said that um, – I was saying that, too, when he had his first drive and he got Odell and uh, our center injured. And I was like, wow, that was the worst play in <laughs> history. Um, it was just bad. It was just bad all around. It, it, was, it, was, it was a sight to see. But I was saying, like, look, we can't – like, we've had 30 starting quarterbacks, including Baker, since 1999. Like, just start. Like, and we're going to give up on the guy that – has at least showed some promise. He's had four coaches in three years, like no stability, like give him some time. And people were saying, calling for his head. They were calling for Case Keenum after those first five plays, after the first quarter. I'm like, just let him play. I didn't think he was going to throw five touchdowns, but I just, I mean, I, I, I was like, we don't have any other options. We have to ride with him. Was I scared? Yes. However, that was a great confidence builder for him. And I know I, I do think he's the guy. I mean, I think he's very accurate. I think he's accurate when he's in play action, when he's out of the pocket. Um, and I was against this before, but I feel like a lot of it is the lack of chemistry between him and Odell. I think him and Rashard Higgins have great chemistry. Oh, yeah. I think him and Odell have made great plays together, but I feel like maybe he feels like he has to force feed Odell and that kind of psychological sure. in his head. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Again, consistency is the biggest thing, but he's shown enough to me that he is more promising than the other 29 freaking starting quarterbacks that have been like I've had to root for, unfortunately. So I do think he's a guy. More promising 100. Than Brady Quinn? What about Brady Quinn? <laughs> more promising than Brady Quinn? I'm a big Irish guy, so Brady Quinn's my guy. We yeah, stand Brady Quinn. Yeah, sorry. He's, I think he's more promising than Brady Quinn. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I we'll see. You're right, though. I, I kind of see Baker like the way I saw LeBron James in his early years in Cleveland. Like, he was stuck with, like, Mike Brown, Anderson Varejao, like, not the best circumstances in the world. But I think Baker's doing a fantastic job for this early on in his career, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I, 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 I understand the comparison. I know it's a loose comparison because LeBron was – Yeah, he's, he's no LeBron, obviously. LeBron was a stud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the people that are listening, he's not saying Baker's the next LeBron. He is saying based on the coaches. So, I completely understand that, and I agree. Just circumstantial. 100%. We got stuff. There are people out there that, are, that aren't the smartest light bulbs, you know. Oh, oh believe me. They'll come at you for anything. Called, called Big LeBron. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're, we're definitely used to that down here in the swamp of Kentucky. Um, but kind of talking yeah. LeBron, man, obviously dudes bringing championships everywhere. LeBron, Michael Jordan could never won a baseball championship in the same year. <laughs> Dodgers, Lakers, LeBron's got it cooking. Why don't we talk a little goat debate? Why, why don't you defend LeBron on your side of the goat debate over there? I mean, just – I mean, obviously, everybody's going to say, you know, six is greater than four or whatever. But my thing is that if LeBron gets six rings, 
Like, if he gets two more in the next few years or whatever, I, I don't think there's any argument anybody can make that he's not the go because statistically, he is far more superior than Michael Jordan in – I mean, maybe other than free throw percentage right. and uh, field goal percentage. But LeBron statistically is a better player than Michael Jordan in the regular season, in the postseason, in the NBA Finals. He's done it on three teams. He's the Finals MVP on three teams, four total championships. Um, the fact that he won against the greatest regular season team of all time is uh, and from in the fashion that he did is quite a feat in itself. I, I just – I don't know. I mean, people are going to argue back and forth all day. I think if he wins six, there's – I mean, if he wins seven somehow, if he, if he somehow wins seven, there, there's nothing anybody can say. But what, my, what the thing that irks me is that everybody, like, forgets that Michael Jordan just didn't just play six seasons. He right. played whatever, 14, whatever, 15, whatever, how many seasons he played. And he needed Scottie Pippen to elevate that team. LeBron took the most dog shit team to the NBA Finals in 2007. Oh, my God. 2018, they were pretty bad, too. Um, they, they were they were miserable. There have been a lot of teams that he's been on in Cleveland that he's taken uh, – he's, he's completely elevated. And it's just – it's like any other athlete doesn't get this, uh, which which makes me say – which makes me feel that LeBron is great. Like, it just shows that LeBron is great. In that sure. if, if LeBron – if someone went to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost, it wouldn't matter for their record because they didn't go to the finals. But if LeBron goes to the finals <laughs> and loses – Yep. That it's it's like how did you not take him in the finals? Like it's someone like Nick Wright was saying, like if Jimmy Butler, like Jimmy Butler's great, had one of the best postseasons NBA Finals for a team in, in recent history. But we should we negate it against his like uh, legacy because he lost in the NBA Finals. Like it's ridiculous. Just, you're you're almost punished for making the NBA Finals as opposed to not making it. So in that sense, I think LeBron is better than Jordan because Jordan never got that. You hit it on the head, man. Yeah, go ahead, Andy keep saying like losing in the finals is the same as losing in the first round like no the fuck it's not shenanigans won three more so stupid series. like that's just bullshit <laughs> it makes, fuck. makes no sense it makes no sense and i don't have time to argue for people like that yeah it's dumb as fuck everyone's like oh lebron needs superstars okay look at the teams he's playing i mean the warriors had five hall of famers on that same team any team jordan played had no more than two it's not well, even close what pisses me off, too, is that, like, all LeBron had to do with the super team. So, what do you call Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, Steve? I mean, like, Especially those, in the 90s. They had three Hall of Famers on their team, which I would qualify as a super team. And then they had a lot of guys that were pretty damn good role players that, you know, shuffled in and out. So, it's not like it was just Michael Jordan and bare bones. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I fucking hate that argument, honestly. And also, too, you saw it with LeBron. I mean, he dragged uh, the Cleveland team to the one seed. The year he leaves, goes to Miami. They're the worst NBA team of all fucking time. Worst record of all time. I'm just like, how can you prove your value any more than that, honestly? Nah, it's Mike, nice. Mike leaves and Scotty gets first team all NBA. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, Mike leaves. Yeah, they were, they were like 57 games. With the <laughs> they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. and lost, like It's fucking ridiculous. All right, bro. We really appreciate your time. I know you're on a quick, quick trigger here. What is the number one thing you want to get on a soapbox for? Who's, who's next on your list? Like a uh, person I want to like uh, make <laughs> yeah. get some beef in with. Dude, I don't know. I'm kind of waiting for Ben Albright to come back and say something. There's like <laughs> – it's, it's funny because 
I mean, look, I, I do some reporting and stuff, and some of it is reckless. And I mean, but like everybody has reports that don't always come true. I would say about 80, 90% of mine, you know, whatever, maybe like one every, every one so often, like doesn't like happen. The timetable gets wrong or anything, anything like that. But like, there are a lot of reporters that are not very nice. There are reporters that are very mean. Um, and I, I don't understand why you're, you're mad. Like the thing that I've been pointing to, at, at, like paying attention to is like, if you don't, like if I'm putting out some information that gives you an alibi to go ask your source. So you don't have to burn your source and keep asking things like, Hey, this information's already out. Yep. Uh, can you confirm it? Uh, can you deny it? Like, are there any like tweaks or anything, any other information we can put on it? So it's just funny too. Cause I'm like, I just turned 27 years old. Like I'm a young guy. Like I don't work for any conglomerate or company. I just am doing this for fun. People think I'm making things up or like looking at pages <laughs> and putting things on it. That's not true. Um, I'm just, you know, I have a person that enjoyed my content that is coming in and uh, give me information because he enjoys what I do. So I will say this though, that I don't work for a company. And if anybody wants to make fun of me, I promise you, you will regret it if you're a reporter because I want the smoke and you can't because you'll get fired if you say what I say. So I'm ready for it. It's all good. It's all fun. But if you're coming yeah. at me and that's what I do, that's my bread and butter. 100%. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Can't beat working independent, bro. So we got a couple extra minutes. By the way, I love what you do. I love the whole love the whole thing. I just think the sports reporters are so fucking over-pretentious, over-serious. Like, it's Twitter, first of all. You got to know your platform. Like, Yeah, yeah. This isn't Facebook. I mean, to credit, the reporters do get a lot of shit for, like, no reason. Um, it's a very thankless job. But at the same time, they're also pretentious. So it's like, uh, it's just, I mean, not all of them. Okay. I, I enjoy like a good amount of reporters, but there are some Ben Albright that take their job. <laughs> seriously. Like Ben, Ben Albright's like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just exposing a fraud. First off, you had a like questionable military career. You've lied about a lot of things in your life. Secondly, there have been so many reports that he's put out that have been fraudulent, like saying that the Browns were hundred percent going to draft Sam Darnold in 2018 or saying that Dak Prescott's deal was going to get done in two weeks. And that was in August july and it's it's still not done there's not a deal so it, it's like do we call him fraudulent because he's gotten things wrong or how does that work or is that is that not a two-way street do we not do that because right you have exactly this giant ego so yeah, no one bats a thousand yeah fucking ridiculous all right we got time for maybe one more question for you we'll get you out of here on time i just want to talk about the tinderbox that was the big 10 shit bro like how did that shit start like how did it start unfolding like what was the process there that was insane yeah, dude, it was crazy. So the, I don't know, I, get, I get like a DM one day, and this guy's like, hey, big fan of what you do. I have a lot of connections in the Big Ten. There are some things happening uh, that I want to tell you about. And if you want to run the information, you can. I'm like, okay. So I started running with information from him. It was the first, like, the Big Ten was getting canceled. So I did that. And then three days later, it got canceled. So I'm like, okay, cool. So and then starting to, uh, you know, just whatever, go back in daily life and, and – I get a text from him on the weekend. He's like, hey, you're not going to believe this. The Big Ten is thinking about coming back or, you know, teams are thinking about jumping ship. I'm like, no way. So he gives me some information and I post it. And then all of a sudden, like, Pat McAfee, Barcel, Big Cat, like a bunch of other media conglomerates or whatever, paying attention. I'm like, oh, my God. So that's when it was like I was in too deep. I, I started right. becoming too deep where I was like, if I didn't report, everybody would be like, this dude's a fraud. Like, and I was gaining all these followers and they would all unfollow. But if I – continue to report everybody's be like you're 
you're lying. You're everything you're saying is not true. And yeah. then obviously August nineteenth, uh, Kevin Warren came out and said they're not revisiting it. So then everybody was absolutely shitting on me online. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. So then my my guy, he's like, put this out. Like I'm really sorry, but I promise, put this out and say because of legalities, the Big Ten season is going to happen. So I did that, and then. What a few days later, four or five days later, we started hearing more about the Big Ten, and then actually, now I'm like revisiting because of all the pressure, so and legal pressure. So it was an absolute roller coaster of emotions. I'm thankful it's over, but now I'm like reporting stuff again. So I'm like, here we go again. It's fun though. There's a giant adrenaline <laughs> rush, and uh, it, it's just cool to like have information. You know, some obviously things happen, things change, or I just get it wrong, and that's fine. But I'm putting out the best information I can. And I mean, this person that I know is like, this is the same guy. Like he's the most connected person in the entire world. Now other people are giving me information and I got to like decipher whether or not like they're credible or they're just like lying. Like someone today, obviously this is an obvious one. Someone was just like, Hey, like I have this huge information that I got to give you. Like the Ravens are thinking about trading Lamar Jackson's left testicle. (laughs) Right. Right. So that's like funny, but like, but then other people that are like actually saying like reports that are like believable. So I'm like, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta like decipher what's good and what's not. Yeah. So I've, I've got a lot of information. It's been hard because I, I, I just gotta try to figure out, you know, what's real and what's not. And once you get like, and you're you, like, some of your shit just goes absolutely crazy and bonkers and viral, and you're a really fun Twitter account. So I bet you get troll, and it's obviously Twitter. So obviously you get trolls and shit in your DMs talking about God knows what. But uh, bro, we love what you do, man. It's hilarious. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been fun to follow as well. You guys, uh, you guys do a lot over there. I, I love uh, Cincinnati people. I really do. There's not a whole lot. I have a few Pittsburgh people that I like. There's not, there's not a whole lot. Baltimore, you know, is okay. But, you know, we, we, we got to hold it down in Ohio so or Kentucky. But we'll say Ohio, too. So It's always Ohio love, man. Keep, keep fucking the Steelers up for us. We'll let you get out of here. But it's always in good fun, man. Love it. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a great one. Anytime, man. Yeah, you too. Andy, that guy's fucking awesome. Like, nonstop laughter. I don't. I really don't know how anybody even tries to beef with that guy because you know they're gonna lose. It's just so funny because he doesn't give a fuck. I mean, and that's like where he thrives. Like he makes like all the roast videos. Like that's not a guy you fuck with. That's like that's like trying to pick a fight with a professional fighter. I'm not gonna do it. I mean, he's literally waiting for you to try to pick a fight with. Him. <laughs> it's and the yet best, people dude. still fall. Verified still fall for it. And it's then like, the whole yacht army is going to jump all over you if you're one of those, like, fucking tight tie piece of shit, take yourself too seriously reporters. <laughs> like, they're like, going to jump all over you. Like, it's Twitter, I just, dude. I just don't get why people take themselves so seriously on this app. It's an app with a bird. Birds aren't even real. Or just at all. But, yeah, you're right. Especially on the platform that it is, it's Twitter. Like, this isn't fucking Facebook. This isn't, like, your fucking work group chat. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't – you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, this isn't fucking – super professional letter I, I don't know it's just weird man like i mean i t- i type breaking news quote unquote all the time it's never real i don't know shit <laughs> that that catches me by surprise andy i think everything you say to the back yeah, like, but it's also too like have some fucking fun dude like why is everything so goddamn serious <laughs> like, like his name is his name is sir fucking yacht dude <laughs> It's like me with my goddamn burner account. I do the dude's wearing a fucking emoji crown. Like, do you think I'm actually like fucking saying anything goddamn serious? Like, it's fucking a, it's a clown show. Do you think I do you think I believe half the shit I'm saying? We're just having fucking fun, dude. <laughs> Chill out. Like breaking the American Athletic Conference has elected to not compete in any sports this year. 
Like, Why so goddamn serious? I don't. I don't know. Have a little fun, bro. By that. Drink a margarita, bro. I don't know. Have a good time. I crack open a bush. Yeah. And, you know, kick back, yeah. relax. Life's a beach, man. Fuck it. Exactly. Play in the sand a little bit. Yeah. It, it's funny stuff, man. But dude, that dude's DMs must be going fucking ape shit. I, would, I, I have, I have I 2,000 followers, Andy, and my shit's wild sometimes, especially when stuff is popping. Like, I can't imagine what his DMs look like, especially, like, during the Big Ten shit or, like, when just crazy stuff goes down with a verified whatever. Like, this stuff must be insane with the sources. And I, I would pay to be a fly on the wall in those DMs. Those and so I came up with the idea. Wild. We need to create a burner account, Andy. Mr. Boat. Mr. And we, Boat. <laughs> Yeah, sir. Yeah, we need Mr. Boat. But Andy, I'm just gonna create a burner and just send him the craziest fucking, <laughs> the craziest nuggets, dude. I'm just gonna be a psycho source. Just coming at him every single day with, dude, dude, you got like. Dude, I've got out. nine burners. I got a lot of burners. I could throw some sources at him with. Keep him on his toes. That, that he has, that he has no idea that, that even exists. That's so funny, bro. But yeah, just really, really good stuff, man. Really cool for him to come on, honestly. Super generous with his time, just Busy as dude. anybody is that gives us their time. Busy dude that made um, time for a quick 20 minutes with two fucking morons that aren't <laughs> as good of um, shit talkers as he is. No, he's he's a professional. Yeah, he's a, he's in a whole other level. He's he's in the league, Andy. We might be like D two, D one, maybe shitty D one. We're like Dayton D one. Yeah, like like the A ten. Yeah, we're like 8, 10, D1. More on that later. But Andy, yeah, <laughs> changing gears, Andy, I got hoops fever, Andy. I got Is it there bad. Is that? Uh, more, more basketball, Andy. More basketball. <laughs> more basketball, Andy. So, another field goal, by the way. <laughs> we're in the third David quarter of Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Dude's rolling in it tonight. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, basketball feels real, Andy, and it's, it's like started to feel real, but now the Big East media is going day, going down. We're talking about first, we're doing like preseason, too early Final Fours, too early power rankings, too early like preseason all teams, dude. I'm How's here this? for it. It feels real. The Big East dropped their first five games. I know. It, their schedule it's, droppings. Seeing seeing actual games that are like slated to be played, like actual matchups, logos next to each other, hearing the Fox music. I got it bad, Andy. Last night I went on like a huge like highlight. Like I was watching all kinds of Xavier highlights from last year. It's going ape shit, man. I got it bad. We're actually going to get a season, Andy. We are going to get a season. Andy was right. I just want to remind you of that. <laughs> but the problem is, Andy, if it gets pulled now, now my heart's open, like open to be broken. Before now, I was just keeping it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, aren't we Cincinnati fans? You are. We are not. No, we are not French, Andy. We, <laughs> no, we are not French. No, Andy. We are not. You are. <laughs> okay, all right. So we are Cincinnati fans. You're the love blind fool, Andy. Hey, I just I just trust people, okay? Andy, I respect it. Never change. But Big East Media went Big East Media Day went down, Andy. Excuse me, it's late and we're sleepy. It went down, Andy, and it went the fuck down, dude. It was kind of like the um you know how the NFL draft had all that weird shit because it was all like over teleconference? Oh, for sure, yes. It was just all kinds of weird shit. You know, Ed Cooley's dog was fucking weird. And I feel like people said shit they normally wouldn't say because it was all over teleconference. Like, so, I don't know why I said the word teleconference twice. I've never said that word in my entire life. How old am I, 75? Um, dude, Kevin Willard, winner of the day. Hands down. He was on one. 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was just being what like the us. Fuck and, got into or that. He that actually believes weird. in it. That was fucking weird, honestly. It but came I'm out here of for the weirdness. Yeah, and I don't. Has Kevin Willard ever really said anything super notable before? Like, does he even have like a brand or anything? He's just kind of like a, the bald dude that claps on the side. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know like, anything. I mean, he doesn't. He's even not have really Twitter. that. I know. Like, well, well he does I, have a burner. I will well, find that burner. So this is the story. Fuck Trevor Lawrence. I mean, get better. No, not fuck Trevor. Lawrence. Fuck Trevor Lawrence. Fuck that Trevor, news. Fuck the story, Andy. Kevin Willard has a burner account on Twitter. Who is this guy? We've been asking for a Willard Twitter for how long? Like four months? Kevin Willard, the mystery man. So is that another thing we tweeted into existence? I think we're going to have to. We've got to smoke him out some way. We gotta, well, like, here's the I, thing, Andy. If Kevin Willard has a burner account, we have to know what it is. I mean, we're so active on Biggie's Twitter. Like, we have to have seen it. it, it we have to have crossed paths. We, we, like, Kevin Willard has seen our tweets. We interact with Fanta so often. That we have – Kevin Willard has to have seen us. The question has to be asked, Andy, am I Kevin Willard? I mean, I've never seen you two in the same room. I mean, like, you don't expect the killer to be you, Andy. Like Michael Scott says, it's an incredible twist. But is it – um like it's never the person you most expect, but it's also the person you least respect. It's True. Always, I'm, like, I'm like the person you most expect. It's the person you most medium suspect. Yes, and we'll have to think about Mickey who those Dwight could be. And who yeah. is who is the Phyllis? Who is yeah, exactly. the one you most medium expect? Debutante. Who who's the Phyllis? Yeah, good stuff, bro. But he was the he was easily just the winner of the day. Off his rocker. He called like the the fourteen day like so obviously you, so you have to do a fourteen day quarantine if anyone on your team tests positive. At any yeah, point. yeah. If that, you have a fourteen day quarantine, which is bullshit. Uh I think I heard Cooley say it's not a rule, it's like a suggestion. I don't fucking know. I don't think that's today. That's, that's kind of like the difference between a contract and an MOU. I think the NCAA is just praying that no one gets it because they're the NCAA and they're not going to fucking prepare for anything. But Kevin Willard just, he just literally called it a, the direct quote is a complete shit show. So that's off brand, number one. Yeah, like, number I've never heard him speak, let alone, let alone cuss. Um, maybe the funniest thing, other than the burner, the burner is the funniest thing. That's just absolutely hysterical. That he has, that doesn't have a real Twitter account, but he has a burner Twitter account. And he's probably, what, like mid-40s? <laughs> Mid-late 40s, probably? I really hope he's one of the ones that just has a name and a bunch of numbers. Yeah, me too. I'm, message, I'm going to message all of them. I, I honestly think it's probably like a no avatar, like three followers. Like, one of those, yeah. It's got to be. He, like, he follows like, – it has to be one that follows virtually nobody because he follows Fanta for Brown stuff. That's what, that's what he said. He follows Fanta for Brown stuff and J.P. Carlissimo for Seton Hall stuff. Wait, he follows J.P. and Fanta? We know that to be true? I mean, I, I, who else are you going to follow for Seton Hall stuff? Uh, like, that's a good point. He's, he's the authority. But we know he follows John Fanta. Yes, we know for a fact he follows John Fanta, and I'm suspecting right. he follows J.P. Carlissimo. All right, so John Fanta's only got 10,000 followers between the two of us. You know, if we knock out 500 a day, this is done in 20 days, Andy. We can get, we can get it by the season. We can get this done. Okay, Andy, yeah, that, that's, our, that's our project for later. We'll get to that. All right. But he also started beef with UConn. I by, love it. This is awesome. By blatantly saying he did not want them to come to the conference, you know, I'm pissed about it, yada, yada, yada. And apparently he was, you know, everyone said he was speaking sarcastically. But I think there's a lot of truth there that he genuinely did not want them coming to the conference and probably still sour grapes that they got Sonogo over. I, I, do, I do suspect a little bit of bad blood there. 
I think uh, it's real. I think it's a real comment. I think he was saying it sarcastically, but I think it's, it contains a lot of how he really feels about it. For, for him to blatantly say it sucks for us, I think that is sarcastic just to get, get them riled up. But I do believe there's a little bit of truth to that. Like, there's no way that he was, like, all thrilled that UConn is here. I did see a lot of reporting that, like, a lot of Big East coaches are actually kind of upset about it because a lot of them did get really consulted or have a say. And, I mean – I don't know exactly who that who those would be. I mean, Ed Cooley. Um, but I hear it because, like, sure, for the league, it's great, uh, without question. But for some of the individual schools, it's not. It's not great the, for Providence. Um, it's, not, it's not great for Seton Hall. Are you kidding me? No, it's not giving, at all. Giving a state school with all those resources and the like, Big they, East they pretty much already own New England. And right. they have they have the Big East name, the Big East resources, because it's obvious that the Big East helps recruiting. It helps build your brand of basketball. I mean, I think that's been clear of, over the past seven years since realignment. Like the teams that have grown since being in the Big East, like you were giving and, a and national look at what brand. UConn's been able to do just in the freaking months they've been in. I mean, it's just been a light switch for them. Like it is coming. We know that, and it's it's very obvious. And I personally do not feel like do not blame Seton Hall, Providence, you know, Fordham for getting upset by this. Fordham's the Big East, right? <laughs> definitely not Fordham. Yeah, definitely not Fordham. More Dayton. But here's the thing: I think for people like us, I think like the Xavier's, the the newer people on the block, the the new three, the Butler, Crov- Creighton, Providence, Butler, Creighton, and Xavier. Wow, <laughs> Providence is a new one, right? Yeah, I don't know who the yeah, fuck that it is. Seems like it with how with the but I think, I think us three, I think we'll probably all feel the same. If just like we're we're coming from lower conferences, so like UConn, big name, they've been a, they've been a blue blood. You know what I mean? Like, great for us. I, I think it's great for the league. Like, I think we want good teams, but I, and also too, we also don't recruit that New England blueprint like that. Either, we don't. Yeah, you know, we recruit New Jersey, and that's about it. We got um, Tyreek Jones from Connecticut. So it's a different sell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're in the, they're in the conference, they're competition, but it's a different sell. But I think for your teams like Providence, your teams like Seton Hall, like that's your backyard. Even St. John's to an extent, but St. John's isn't really even on that playing field right now. Yeah, they, but they like really Seton, but Seton Hall, same guys anyway. Seton Hall and Providence, though, it's like, what can we offer that, they, that UConn can't? How are we superior to them in any way now? Um, they have an address on their campus. Right, but but I hear where, but I hear where you're coming from. Like I think for those individual programs, it's not good. It's good for the league, but it's not good for Providence and Seton Hall at all. Yeah, those those individual programs, it's actually awful, um, terrible. Like I saw a lot actually, of quotes like 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 letting the the fox in the hen house kind of deal. And I don't like agree that. Like I'm actually yeah. picturing that right now. There is, like, you were literally just inviting a national brand to become a national brand again in your own backyard, <laughs> in your territory. <laughs> remember like, uh, remember that, uh, that episode of the office where they're going to like hunt down that like smaller company. Oh yeah. The, the, the like, Prince family paper. <laughs> yeah. Dwight's like, here, Mr. Shark, let me sharpen your teeth for you. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like all these biggie schools, like let UConn in the big East, like let me sharpen your teeth real quick <laughs> okay when like that like little company list that, of clients yeah it's giving them coffee and they get handing them a list of clients and shit here's a list of the recruits we want yeah exactly right here's who we're recruiting and what we're pitching them Here, here's that information <laughs> i know that you're the bigger state school with more money more history and more everything but yeah here's what we're doing yeah can't it cannot be good <laughs> here's even a better conference name and all your history back yeah good, good luck 
Yeah, that's going to be great to recruit against. And we can literally just wipe out from everybody's memory the last seven years. Like, they literally can't. UConn is now, Luke, UConn's now back to being a blue blood in the Big East. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> think they're going to be – and I, I think people are just vaulting them in, immediately to what they were in the 2000s and early 2010s is at, uh, off their rocker. But They're voting by the name at this point. Yeah, I but obviously they're – I think they have a leg up on most people in the conference now, though. Easily top 30% as far as the future is concerned. As far as, as, far as recruiting in future, yeah, it's actually detrimental to the rest of the con- conference. Like, they are going to be extremely good for a very long time. They are going From to a Xavier fan perspective, I don't, I'm not worried about it like that. I think the competition's good, you know. But I, think I love for competition. Us, I think, it, like, being in a great league, it just helps us. Like, but, if we, I, but if I was Seton Hall, it'd be different. Like, let, let, let's say, like, we were in the same conference as Indiana. You know what I mean? Like, or someone right next door who we're recruiting with all the fucking time. Right. Like Indiana or Purdue had been down forever. And then like, but not, I mean, we'll, we'll say Indiana is probably the better comparison there. Cause they have a big program. Let's say Indiana out of nowhere became Indiana again. We're not getting anybody that we recruit over Indiana with right now. Paul Scrubs no. goes to Indiana easily. If Indiana is Indiana, you know what I mean? Like guys like that, like in our backyard that we've gotten Trayvon Blewett goes to Indiana. You know what I'm saying? Like that would suck. You know what happened? Our program would have been nowhere near the same without Trayvon Blewett. Right, like, and the uh, Trayvon Blewett was a program-changing talent. Like, he is why we right. are like, considered, Miles like – probably goes to UConn. Like, Chris Dunn probably goes to UConn. The – oh, man, I had something. I, like, I, the, the reason, like, us Xavier fans are not too worried about UConn um, being That's back in the Big East is because, yeah. like, we believe that, like, we can get as good as they are as they will be like, sure. it's, like we, they don't really affect our recruiting because we don't recruit the same kids. We don't recruit the same areas, different pipelines. We can get to that level. Whereas UConn will just be taking recruits and that Seton Hall mm-hmm. and province are giving their attention to. Exactly. They're not taking any of our attention. No, no, I, I don't think we'll be in recruiting. I mean, potentially, I mean, we were recruiting Jalen Gaffney, but like, that's a rarity and- that we're, you know, and, and like, of course, we'll, once, we'll look at guys up there, but sure, and obviously, it's not the better our you get, obviously, the better you get and higher your recruiting, you know, the tougher it gets and all that kind of fun stuff, whatever. But, but I think, I think everyone understands our point on that. But just interest, an interesting dynamic before games are even played between Kevin Miller and UConn, who are both going to be pretty good Big East teams this year. Oh, and I honestly think, like, I mean, Seton Hall, they're going, like, Kevin Willard's doing a great job. He is going to, like, he's going to keep Seton Hall a very good team. And they're not going to become a bad team all of a sudden like, with, with him in the lead. But it just makes his job harder. Right. And I think he had a case for, you know, being one of the best schools, if not the best school in that general area, you know. And he could probably walk in wherever he wants to, you know, last year and pretty much get whatever he wants in that northeast area for the most part, you know. But now if Hurley's there in the Big East, UConn, and- we're, in, we're in the UConn. And the Big and, East, like, sorry, like you're beating Seton Hall. I'm sorry. I think we're going to see a lot more of Willard's personality because I mean he's got um, Hurley right there. He's a big electric personality. I mean he's got that um, that, that he walks in with that arrogance. He walks in kind of like I mean he he walks in like he's the shit, and you know everybody's just going to come to him. Like he walks in with that presence, and everybody else move aside. I think um, Willard is going to have to have. Like kind of match that energy, and I'm actually really excited for that. We already saw that on media day. He's already taking yeah. shots. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm just here for the preseason drama. Young Hoku actually just missed a, an extra point, by the way. Big, big development. Oh man, that breaking news, y'all! Breaking news. <laughs> uh, we can't, we can't break news. The verifieds will get mad. 
that, that's true. I don't want to steal their job and, you know, shit on their credibility or anything like that. But Biggie's Media Day was a huge success. All kinds of good stuff coming out. Anything else stand out to you, Andy? I just think it was just fun to hear actual, actual basketball talk. And, like, ha- having, like – and I, I get excited about all the media days. Like, I mean, the Super Bowl media day, it's a, it's a bunch of fun. Get a lot of electric comments. Phantom um, Live. <laughs> the Phantom Live that I completely missed. I was very upset about that. Um, They're so good. And like, I did not know that it was go- going on. I'm very, I'm very pissed. Uh, I love that it's Georgetown back is the newest Texas back. They're People synonymous. have been asking is Georgetown back for the last, like, five years now. Is Georgetown going to be back? It's our version of Texas. It's our version yeah. of Tennessee. No, yep. they're not it's, back. It's the Big East since Texas back. Like, that's my new thing. Is Georgetown back? No. Absolutely not. Every time they're in a game, is Georgetown back? Is Georgetown back? <laughs> no. Uh, that, that, that's that's, that's going to be our new agenda. It's definitely a new agenda. We need to have an agenda. We need to have a running agenda board, Andy. Okay. I mean, I, I got a whiteboard right here. I think we should write, is Georgetown back on that? Okay. <laughs> I'm here for that, dude. <laughs> uh, to hang that shit up. I love playing Georgetown. And I thought, you know, for the Big East, just, you know, a quick second of Big East talk, it was about as I expected. I mean, the Big East, like, preseason rankings and all that. I really think – I think UConn being vaulted up to three initially is a mistake. I mean, I think they're going to be good. And then everyone with the James Book night, you know, snub or whatever, for him being first teams, whatever. I don't know. Dude, UConn got fifth in the Big East last year. I know they played well the down the season. In the AAC, I'm sorry. They were in the and, and, last year. They were in the AAC. Everyone, that, everyone knows that. UConn fans, you were in the American Athletic Conference last year. <laughs> in 2015? Because 2016 through 2020 didn't happen, right? It didn't, uh, according to them, it did not happen. And That's what I thought. I'm honestly here for the passion, here for that agenda. Um, kind of like, you know, Providence doesn't exist. So, I love that. <laughs> Providence is getting old, man. That shit's getting old. <laughs> Just getting annoying, you know? And as we know. speak, I mean, I'm sure Bluff is about to say something about the 2018 Big East semifinals. Holy fucking shit! As far as like the um the preseason coaches poll, I think I mean, obviously they nailed um one and two. Villanova, Creighton, obvious choices. Mm-hmm. Three through seven. You could pretty much say anyone three through seven, in my opinion. Absolutely gauntlet. I personally would move Butler higher, Xavier higher, and Marquette lower. But it it all for Marquette. It kind of depends on uh, who does Butler have. Laval Jordan. I mean, I get that, but every year they seem to do it. But like, I look at that roster and I'm just like, Ugh. right. As far as like the um the rankings of like the like these are right now the power rankings, not standings. So right. Butler's probably uh they they probably are properly ranked. Um, based on the power and the strength of the team, especially with their um, top freshman out. But they always just seem to overachieve. Teddy Bridgewater just got absolutely blasted. Wow. Sorry. And back to football talk. Holy shit. But, yeah, man, I'm with you. I mean, they, they always seem to do it. What they finish last year? Oh, f- were they sixth? Something like that. I mean – I don't know. They, they, just like don't, they just don't really scare you. I don't know. I just don't think they have the players, but I, I feel like I think this every single season. Um, I just think Marquette's, I think Marquette's a joke. I think they have dudes, but I think they're a joke. 
I, I actually really like Providence's roster. I mean, I don't know if they're going to play the way they should, kind of like last year. I, I remember going to last season. I liked their roster a lot too. I think they're really deep, though. I think they got a lot of a lot of talent. I think they're really physically imposing. Obviously, um, they got um, they got Duke. They got, they got a really good transfer that um, they t- Fanta chose him as the um biggest transfer to look out for. It's probably the most mm-hmm. impactful one. So Nate Watson's probably the best big man in the Big East. I mean, I they got Nate dudes. Watson is a dude, man. Uh, yeah. So. In, Providence has talent. It all it just all depends on right. Um, they had talent last year too. It, I mean, it's pretty much it's pretty much the same team. If if it if it all comes together now, if they yeah. play like um twenty twenty Providence or twenty nineteen Providence, like and that's all in yeah. one season. They like I think it's a big year for Cooley. We kind of talked about this, but I feel like it's a big year for that program. Like they need to take a step. Like and I think this would have been a big year for like the Seton Halls and the Creightons last year, and it was a really a shame for those programs. I don't. I, I'm not. You know, crying over spilled milk. I don't give a shit. I want Xavier to win, but like Seton Hall and Creighton looked like they were poised to make big runs, which they needed to, man. The like, conference needs them to, man. Creighton, Seton Hall, and Providence have had way too many good teams to have no wins in the NCAA tournament in the Big East, or maybe one. I don't know what it is, but it's one or less. Like for all those guys, and it's just fucking ridiculous. Um, so and I feel like for those programs, it's 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 big times, especially I feel like Seton Hall and Creighton. Or Seton Hall and Providence. I'm sorry, more Providence, but Seton Hall too. I mean, you guys got to win a big game. They, they, they really. I mean, they like their their biggest win. I mean, their biggest non-conference win is what Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's less for I think it's less for Seton Hall though because they took a big step last year. They had a really really good year, and I think that if the NCAA tournament had happened, you think they're probably a Sweet Sixteen they're, team. They're, they're a Sweet Sixteen team. But I, Providence has really leveled off like since since the Chris Dunn Ben Bentel days. I mean, that was a really high up for them. They lost in, in the tournament way too early. Lost Chris Dunn, and since then they've just really leveled off. You know, and not like they've been bad, but they haven't grown at all. And like that—that's that's that's what college programs need to do, especially when mm-hmm. you're big time. Like I mean, we saw it with Les Miles at LSU. I mean, he was consistently number three in the in the SEC. He yeah. was consistently a top ten team, but he was not winning a championship. That's what they wanted. So yeah, you're either yeah, you're either growing or you're dying, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if if you're not if I was Xavier and we were in that same position and we weren't growing for that long, I'd be I'd be pissed off too. Like I mean, right now, I mean, our we like to take steps. Right now, our next step is get get an NCAA tournament win under Travis Steele. That is like that that that's our first big goal. I think I'd like to, I'd like to see Travis Steele make it to a second week weekend with Kiki Tandy and right. um, Zach Fremantle on the. I roster. think we all expect. I think we all expect the current group of freshmen. I think we expect this class to at least get a Sweet Sixteen. At yes, least, at the very least, yes. Right, not this year. No. Maybe not next year, but at some point, yes, absolutely. And I think if I think if we don't get a Sweet Sixteen in the next four years, Xavier's fan base is fucking pissed. We we will be we're getting restless at that point. Not like, not this year, next that year. kind of success. Yeah, but if if we're talking four years from now, and we don't have at least one second weekend. We're fucking pissed. Yes, yeah, so, especially for how much we flame UC and Providence for that. Yeah, like, no question. No question. But I thought Xavier's ranking was fair at seven. I mean, yeah. from what we've done the last couple seasons, we're a brand new team. I don't think we have any justification of being ranked higher. I think we can play above that for sure. Yeah, not saying this we will, is absolutely but not where we'll finish. Um, for it t- could where be. does it stand from what we it could know? Be. The biggest is loaded, man. It, it, it is. I just, and it's, per- it's, I just as much as I have the goggles, and I don't think so either. I think there will be more like five. It, it would be like mm-hmm. my guess is where we finish. But like, we can't sit here and say that we know we're going to be better than Seton Hall. You know, what I mean, I can't. I, think, I, I can't, just think we're going to be better than Marquette. 
Oh, I, I do too. I think we're better than Marquette. I think we're better than Marquette and Butler for sure. Um, obviously, we're better than the bottom three easily. You know what I mean? That, that's obvious. But I think we're better than Marquette and Butler as well. But I, can I sit here and say I'm positive we're better than Seton Hall? No. no. UConn? No. I'm not going no. To say that. I mean, I don't think we're worse, but I don't think we're better right now. You know, it, there's just so much waste that has to be seen and dynamics to play out. I mean, we're a completely brand new team. Seton Hall's a completely brand new team. I mean, they've got Mamu, but Miles Powell's there, like, was their guy. You know, I think they're going to really miss him. Every big game that they won in the last two years was because of Miles Powell. Yeah, and he was obviously Dead a ass. huge part of that program. Without Miles Powell, they do not beat Kentucky, they do not beat Michigan State. They have none of those big wins without Miles Powell. Literally no. none of them. No. Like, um, so, like, what I actually talked about today is people think that Miles Powell was even uh, their best player down the stretch. He wasn't. Mamu was. And they get him back. So but he's so important, though. He is extremely be, valuable. Yeah, he wasn't putting up the best numbers because he's keyed in on, like, fucking crazy. Yeah, so his presence opened up the door I mean, for everybody else. I mean, on. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. I mean, Miles Powell's a complete game changer. He, he's been the best Seton Hall Pirate, maybe of all time. And there's a reason JP invited him to his wedding. I mean, I would have done the same thing. But I just think the Big East is going to be so much fun this year. I think you've got a lot of really good names, a lot of really good players, top to bottom. I think it's a really good dynamic, really deep. And I think it's better than the A-10. I, I was about to say, are you, gonna, are you willing to make that take? Is the Big East better than the A-10? Because um, some random inbred from Tennessee does not, does not think so. Andy's pissed off. I think it's just clown show stupidity. Andy, it's just like you got to let the idiots be idiots, Andy. Like any idiot could just come on and say like, yeah, the Sun, sun Belt's better than the Big East. And I'm be like, okay, you know, like you're an idiot, you know. Two plus two I, I, just love, I just like, love his argument. Okay. The A-10 probably has three tournament teams this year. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. supposed to make me think it's better than the Big right. East? So um, last but, I but checked – Six if the had three tournament teams, you would be like, holy shit. We need like to get out of this league. <laughs> this is the worst Big East season of all time. Like we I, had, honestly, if the Big East had, had four three tournament teams, teams two years ago, and we were like, this is an emergency. Yeah, right. If like, we had three tournament teams, it would literally probably be the worst Big East season of all time. Like, literally. I'm no mathematologist, but let me, let me count. I think six tournament teams and two national title contenders – are better than three tournament teams. Doesn't the have more wrong. teams anyway? It does, yes. They have 14 <laughs> like, teams. That was holy 11. shit. And then, two, it's just like the bottom six in the A-10 versus the bottom six in the Big East. Let me tell you, last year, is the, let's see. Last year, the average um, net for the Big East was like 38. And the average net for the A-10 was like 119. Holy fuck! I you bet if you cannot took, look at that. And I bet if you be took like, the I, th- I bet if you took the mean of the bottom half of both of those conferences, it would be like eighty versus like one seventy, one one eighty. You know that is probably very accurate. It's probably above ECU still, but it's definitely above ECU. <laughs> <laughs> They're like two fifty, two seventy five. I just wanted to bring the American Indian for some reason. Yeah, I just I love talking about ECU. Yeah, that's, that was exactly it. The average net for the Big East was 38.1. The average net for the Atlantic 10, which was below the American, what, um, so the A-10 was 119.93. Woof. 
That's worse than DePaul. That is far worse your, than DePaul. Your average is worse than our worst team. Yes. I mean, Andy, that, that's just why it's just a clown show. Like, it's fucking sick. I don't know, bro. It's just like fucking – it's like young Hoku saying he's going to beat up Aaron Donald. It's like, okay, okay, you know, like you can talk your shit like you're young Hoku. Like you can kick, but you're not doing shit to Aaron Donald. I don't know. It's just fucking stupidity. Like I, I just got tired on, on Twitter, Andy. And so there's times where I'm in the mood for it, where like, I just kind of feel like arguing with an idiot, you know, because I'm on the right side of it. And then two, as Xavier fans, like we used to always be on the wrong side of those arguments. You know what I mean? Or like, I remember going to school as you know, a young kid, you know, elementary school and having to like defend Xavier all the time. And everyone right. like, pushing me around like, Oh, what's it like to be in the fucking Atlantic 10 was like to have no football. And sometimes it's nice to be the bully. You know what I mean? Sometimes it feels good to be the bully. I can't lie to you. You know what I mean? Now we're in the Big East. We get to talk our shit. We've had really good years. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, we're above Dayton now. Like, we're above UC now. Like, it's good to talk our shit. Because we're so we took, far above Dayton that we, like, don't even think about them. Because we took our fucking lumps, dude. Like, I'm, like, I remember what it was like in elementary school. Like, being the, the underdog. You know what I mean? All the fucking time. Like, UC was a big program. And they were number and, one. And they had We've football. been little brother before. And we yeah, know what it's 100%. like. And, you know, now we're not. Like, it's... But I, I don't want to be the same as them, Andy. Like, I don't want to be the dickhead that's going out of his way to be an asshole because that's no. what they did to us. They would go out of their way to be dicks, and uh, that's why you see sucks. But here, I, think here, that's why see, I, I generally think that's why you see sucks now because they are, go out of their way to be goddamn assholes. I, do, I wasn't bothering anybody. I'd wear my Xavier stuff, but I wasn't bothering anybody. But I'd be people in my face, all my friends, pushing me around. Like, Yo, what's it like being the fucking A-10 fucking pussy? I'm like, I'm not even bothering you, dude. Like... <laughs> And second of all, we went in the tournament. I don't know. And like the here, here's the difference between You're supposed to be between us, us and yeah. that. We're not like yeah, we we make our troll jokes, but we only come at people when they come at us. When they come at us, and like, one they deserve it. Yes, they deserve way exponentially more than we give them easily because of all the shit that we dealt with coming up. And then two, it's all in good fun at the end of the day. Like. I would never say anything like super personal or actually want to get in a fight with somebody. Like that's the shit where I'm just like, where people would get so mad. Like, Oh, like let's, let's fucking, let's catch hands. I'm just like, and no, <laughs> this is, I'm just fucking around. Like and, and my face is too valuable. Not worth yeah, it. Yeah, One. I like my chances against most people. Not everybody. I'd say I'm 65th percentile. I don't know. 70th. <laughs> I like my chances against most people, but like, I'm probably like 13th percentile. But even if I think Andy, I could beat somebody up. Here's my logic in fighting. What's the gain of fighting someone? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say some little five foot eight little meatball wants to fight me. I think I can beat him up. Let's say here. I don't know why I'm going on a random fight about Andy, but I'm going to go on a random fight, a random, uh, a random random about fighting Andy. If you okay. don't mind, for two seconds, go for it. Let's say I can beat. Let's say I think I can beat the shit out of this guy. You still don't think I'm going to take a couple licks? You know what I mean during a fight? Like it's not going to be fun for me. What's the What's the gain of this? I beat up some little piece of shit. You know what I mean? Is that going to make me feel good? Beating up someone that should beat up anyway? What do I, I guess, stand to gain? What's the I guess the margin best here? case scenario, you go to jail with pride. Yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> Fighting people is fucking dumb. I'm going to say. Fighting is dumb. It's archaic. It's caveman-ish. Andy, it's stupid. I can't get into fighting. It's just, it's just dumb to me. I'm sorry. It doesn't do anything for me. I will, I don't, I will I think never, ever get into another fight. It is just so just dumb. not worth it. You have nothing to gain. Like, do you, do you come out tougher? No, you don't. I don't feel good for it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hurt anybody, you know? Even if he's a, even if he's an asshole. Unless he's bothering somebody else or something. 
or does something completely out of bounds or is endangering somebody. I just don't care to hurt anybody. I don't know. Not my style. Fighting's stupid. There's, there's, no, there's nothing fun about it. I'd rather Fighting's make people dumb. laugh. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we're, we're the Mike Wazowskis, Andy. <laughs> yes, I was, I was just picturing that exact scene. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not solely. Laugh but, is 10 but, times more powerful, powerful than scream. <laughs> and I love Andy. Like, I love, like, getting into, like, a sports debate, sports arguments. It's hilarious. Me and my brother, he'll literally wake up in the morning and come downstairs and just start screaming. Like, you said blah, 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 blah. Like, you talk shit about Andy Dalton. Like, just going <laughs> off about terrible sports takes or whatever I have. Just going off. We'll scream at each other. And then, like, in five seconds, hey, you want to play some 2K? All right. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, We're on vacation, and me and my brother got into this baseball argument uh, in, uh, in, in Myrtle Beach. Like, we're both drunk as shit in the condo, and for 30 minutes, we're just going at each other's throats, screaming at each yeah. other, calling each other ignorant. And you fucking, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I go to the fridge, like, you want a beer? You want a beer while yeah. I'm up? Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> want to go shoot some hoops? Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Sports debates is just, like, its own little thing, bro. Like, it's never personal. It's just fucking around, like. I don't know. Take yeah, that it brings out people's passions and competitive edge. Like I, I'm in, I'm probably in about a three week debate with a couple of my friends that yeah. will not end for another couple of years until this player retires. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that shit, but it feels so good when you're right though. Oh God. Yeah. And I'm always right. So it feels awesome. I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> so Andy, do we, are we good on the A-10 stuff you got off your chest? We I did get it off my chest. Just anybody from Tennessee is a fucking moron. I am glad though. But I do kind of, Andy, want a piece of Dayton just to kind of put them back where they belong. See, like, they are getting to the point, like, they just landed two high recruits. They're to the point where we might they, – they deserve our attention here. In the they get a second years. high recruit because all I saw was, like, one player inside the top 100. They got a second um, – they got a top 40, and then they got another four-star. Well, a four-star could be a lot of things. Four-star yeah, I mean, four-star four-star. Yeah, but like I don't know, a four star could be one twenty. That's not a program changing recruit. No, but it's it's a great it's a great piece that can make a team great, great for Dayton. Yeah, like they, they, they can Xavier, make a team just, good for Xavier. That's a standard, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean I'm not saying they're on our level, but like I'm I'm saying they but they did get they one good really recruit. Our attention. That one kid they got that's like top forty. That's top good. forty. That's he's, a really he's, good he's huge. But at the same time, though, Andy, you guys have one player in the top forty. We also have another player. We also have a player in the top forty. But our two through eight probably average like 95 to 110. Your two through eight probably average like 260. Yeah, they're definitely not on our level. I'm just saying they might be growing to the point where we might, they might deserve to be in our head like once. They're, Andy, they're creeping into the conversation. Yes. They're not even in the conversation yet. But like, they've taken a tiptoe step into the conversation. We are not even close to thinking about scheduling them. Because it does nothing for us. One um, bad season in the next five years and it's over. Yes, they have to have three good seasons in a row. I'm talking, you know, sweet sixteens and elite eight in there. Yeah. Um, and I know consistently winning Grant the shitty A ten. And I know Anthony Grant's a Dayton guy, but like a couple more gonna... a couple a couple good seasons and you know, some program has a bad year, he'd be in the conversation for Archie Miller's on the hot seat. Like, you know, Wojo might be going to Duke soon. And you're, you're telling me he would turn down, like, a decent, like a decently good high major job, you know? Uh, you're, Even, like, you're a crazy to think that. Would he, would he turn down a Vanderbilt? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, pro- maybe. 
You know, I think the Dayton fans' passion would keep him from Vanderbilt, but but not uh, a middle of the road SEC team, not like in Tennessee. No. Uh, uh, I would I would go be willing to say like even I'll say Georgia would bring him. I think Georgia would get him. I think I, so. I I heard that. Yeah. Georgia would anything, be able to land any power Grant. conference team, but like the useless ones we listed off the other day, like yes. your Northwesterns and your Washington Rutgers, States. Rutgers, <laughs> like any of the non-useless power conferences, like DePaul, <laughs> like any pretty much any other power conference school aside from those. I think Colorado, yeah, Colorado's actually gotten kind of good, I think, but normally they're not good at basketball. Yeah, here. <laughs> any bad twelve school probably. Any bad twelve. No lie, when he, when I first heard the Bad Twelve, I thought he was talking about the the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Big Twelve's not that bad. No, not, not that bad. They, they're just they're they're they're, they're just, pretty they're pretty decent. They they just need to get a little deeper. It's an average power conference. I'm 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 still willing to call them a power a power conference. Um, the pathetic Twelve might be a little different. Yeah, that that conference is bad. Andy. We've talked a lot of good hoops today. We've gone on a lot of random tangents like we do. We got off topic like we do. I think it's for the better. That's just my own opinion. Hey, DJ Moore did something for you. Really? Um, do you have – not much, only 12 yards. But do you have – <laughs> we owe our boy, Crandis McBasketball, an agenda. That we do. So Have you come to a decision? I have. The committee has come to a decision. So last week on the mailbag, Crandis McXavier basketball – asked us a question of just like um, let Ben ball UConn to the Big East. Mm-hmm. Um, we love shootout. We Andy, love if we went agendas. back, we've probably had 40 or 50. And normally they just come to us naturally. Here's the question made it difficult. I know. Here's the question made it tough though. It did, like putting us on the spot, like I, I can't, I can't have, I can't have pressure. It's just all okay. natural. But we did come to a decision of the next thing we're going to tweet into existence. We are going to defund Joe Lenardi. Mm-hmm. Get him. It's like it's time. It's time. He's done. He is canceled. Just say no. Just like, say no. He is not even a quad one bracketologist. He's not, he's not even top so, 50. He's so bad. It's a joke. Like if he's so bad, if you want a bracket prediction, go to Lucas Harkins. Like, Hot, hardwired sports on, on Twitter. He writes for Heat Check College Basketball. He's a top 10 bracketologist. Fuck Joe Lenardi. Get him out. Defund him. He's done. Canceled. More canceled than I am. Lucas time. Lenardi sucks. He's terrible, Andy. Like, he's terrible. Like an 85%. Uh, Imagine rate. having a job that's relevant for like three months out of the year. It's, it's really relevant for like a month. And he's so fucking bad at it. I think that is your career. Your entire career is just throwing names on a bracket. Literally half of them. Half of them are given to you. Yes. Right off the bat. You have to get the seeds right. You have to get the the teams right. The other fucking 90% of them are gimmies. There should only be like two, maybe three question marks on your bracket. There are eight question marks. Those are the bubble teams. Right. Like, Andy, you and me, like, we've had this conversation before. You and me could do an hour of research and maybe miss anywhere from two to five on our bracket. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. It's the dumbest fucking thing to brag about. Half of them are given to me, and then 
the other 40% are all easy as fuck, but I got 92% right. Dope. And half the time he doesn't even get that. I, I, I swear, I think he's in like the low 80s, which is horrible. Terrible. I, that is like, you know, that is get, seeing the eight bubble teams and then four of them get in and, the, and your four did not get in. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad, bro. And then just the fact that like he doesn't like do anything else. And like this his preseason fucking tournaments are horrible. His preseason brackets, I'm sorry, are horrible. And then two, like, no sense. dude, do something when something cool happens, like the all inclusive bracket. Lisa fucking all inclusive bracket. He's oh no, do something. I don't know. He just sucks. He's trash. And he just he like. And he's so fucking well-known, and he's so bad. That's just the problem with America. Like, we just make these mainstream dudes and, like, just think because everyone talks about him, like, I don't know. He I love sucks. people reference him. Like, when uh, – According to Joe Lenardi, like, yeah, like who the, cares? The team wasn't getting in. Okay, thank you for proving my point. We were getting in. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst. Andy, I think that I am cool on sports talk. It's been a good night of Thursday night football, by the way. Panthers, Falcons. Two shitty teams. Panthers aren't shitty. Two teams that aren't very good, but fun teams to watch. Two minutes left. Panthers are going down the field. It's been fun to watch. Not good football teams, but fun to watch. And on top of that, DJ Moore has 2.3 points. That's a brag. That That's a zero. brag. And yeah. I just wanted to let you guys know that I sat Calvin Ridley for him. And Calvin Ridley even got hurt. Ridley probably got like six, I don't know, seven, eight, 7. whatever. 7.3. Good day to be Julio, though. Yeah. <laughs> Good good, day to be not a good day to fight. Not a good day to face him. Like Andy, don't like be like Andy. Andy. Andy, man, I'm ready to get the weekend going, man. Time to crack open a beer. I'll fucking run it, bro. All right, so it is jackass time. Mom, I'm excited. Dad, about this topic. Grandpa, go to bed. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> go to bed. Get in your water bed, Grandma. And go to sleep. And if my if my grandparents have a water bed, I am jealous. My grandma did. It was I am dope. so proud. It was awesome. I used to watch Johnny Bravo with my grandma on the waterbed. It was awesome. When I was a little kid. Good times. And Johnny Bravo, the original. Like, that's who I met in my life after. My granny loved Johnny Bravo. That was good times. That was good times, man. Good people. All right, bro. I'm excited about this topic. We're lunchable power. Power rank lunchables. Oof. Throwing it back to being the big man on campus in elementary school, Andy. Uh, the one that everybody circled around. At you show up to, if you show up to school the Lunchable, man. Uh, girls, you like, can do whatever you want. Girls are all over you. And like you are just the king of the world. Guys want to be you. You got <laughs> the Lunchables. You got the goods. You could hold whatever girl's hand you wanted to in the playground. That's whoa, sure. whoa, 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 whoa. Not before marriage. Absolutely. Not before marriage, obviously. Obviously. Big, I mean, if you wanted to, I'm not like I would advocate that. Yeah, yeah, we 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 cannot preach that. That is uh, no. that is, we don't believe in that. So we got, I, we think it's just it would be too watered down to do a full ten. So we did five, and an honorable mention. Andy, our honorable mention is chicken dunks. And we, I'm actually surprised these are a little are these so low. These are so low, but the others were just. They're just I the love the chicken ones, Andy. Yeah, the chicken dunks are great. I mean, who's not happy with some chicken nuggets? And I think the world is just happy with everybody in the world. Like, they do a dance, a little happiness when they have chicken nuggets, especially like, but when, when they're mini and you already have the ketchup right there, it's all in a little, little pack. Preferably in dinosaur shape. I mean, is there any other way? 
I, I don't believe so. No. Just like character mac and cheese when you add craft mac and cheese. Had to, no. go, had to go SpongeBob kind. Or Scooby Doo. I was a I don't big fan of the SpongeBob kind. Oh, uh, no, yeah. one, Dude, no one was those little half moon crescent shaped ones with holes. No, we want SpongeBob. We want fairly odd parents. Was it just me or did the character kind taste better than the regular craft mac and cheese? I must say, Squidward tasted delicious. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> so we had an honorable mention and we also had a dishonorable mention the worst of the worst get this one off the planet <laughs> Andy I don't want many hot dogs no I, mean, I do not if I wanted hot dogs I would just pull them out of the freezer you know what I, mean? I don't know freezing hot dogs the refrigerator late <laughs> oh DJ Moore with a 40 yarder does DJ Moore is officially canceling hot dog lunchables? DJ Moore is not he's, a hot dog lunchable he, guy. He clearly supports the movement. It's just but like I it's just like want, the laziest thing, and they're not even like corn dogs. If you're corn yeah, dogs, you can get me on board with that. That was my exact point. Like I'm, a, I'm all for mini corn dogs. No, but you can't. Corn like, dogs, Jackie. Corn dogs. Now, like the, these are clearly processed, like very low quality food. I do not want a pre-cooked re-refrigerated 10 week old mini Nasty. hot dog. Disgusting. Nasty. No. Yeah. And it doesn't even come with banana peppers, which go on hot dogs. I respect that, Andy. I didn't expect that out of you. What, banana Good peppers go on hot dogs? Yeah, that's culture yeah. right there. Delicious, man. You gotta try Good it. For you. I'm a big banana pepper guy. All right, Andy. Let's start our real power rankings here, get into the nitty-gritty of the top five. All At number right. five, Andy, we're taking it new age. We both haven't even had this one, but it just sounds fucking good. It's a breakfast lunchable a with bacon and – A brunchable, if you will, with bacon and pancake dippers. Elite. It just sounds incredible. I need to get to the store and get these now. I will get whatever money is in my couch <laughs> and go buy – a pan- bacon and pancake brunchable. I literally want one tonight as like my midnight meal. Like I want one right now. I'm about to go. I'm getting in my car, recording the rest of the pod in my car. It's going to be on my way there. Kind of sounds like McDonald's breakfast to me, which when I was a kid was really, really good. I, mean, I don't know if I'd like so it really anymore. Good. Well, a sandwich, but like remember like getting like the hotcakes at McDonald's? Oh, that, 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 that implies that I go inside of McDonald's and sit down. I used to do it back in the day when we would do like basketball road trips or whatever. Like you oh, would start sure. the morning, you start sure. the morning going to like McDonald's before you drive up to like Lima, Ohio, or wherever the fuck we were going. You got to start the day with going to Mickey D's eight in the morning, getting hotcakes, you know, team breakfast. Yeah, that, that's how we were um, with Fazoli's lunch. Oh, every time we oh, got to get Fazoli's oh. lunch, unlimited breakfast. Fazoli's is so fucking good. Before a game or after a game? Between games, man. Oh god. Whole team fucking vomit. Dude, I mean, I can't think of a worse meal before a game than fucking Fazoli's. But like, we're we're from Northern Kentucky, and we go down to Lexington. Like, oh, don't get me wrong, didn't have it up here at the time. It's fucking crack. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the food, but I can't imagine going to play basketball after a like a five cheese baked ziti and greasy breadsticks. one of my teammates had like twelve breadsticks, and <laughs> oh god, they're more grief than bread. Now there's nothing wrong with that. 
Canada they're delicious. Move. Oh, they're so fun. And like um, the one we oh. went down, the one we went to down in uh, Lexington was like the first one that I've ever seen with that like Coke machine with a um, with a hundred no, flavors. Touchscreen thing. So, yeah, like it was like a new age thing. We're like, this is the greatest oh. place in the place. We are in heaven. What did DJ Moore do? Teddy Bridgewater threw the game away. Did now the Falcons, known for giving up games, are have to do a lot to give this game up. They're up 25-17 with 57 seconds. They just intercepted the ball. So a game should be over. If it wasn't the Falcons, I would say the game's over. All right, dude. Back on track. <laughs> Let's bring it in here. I just didn't Let's... think we were going to be able to recap Thursday Night Football, Andy. I'm happy about it. But, but Jack Asprey takes precedence over everything. So we'll get back to it. What's number four, bro? We need to go to Fazoli's, by the way. Come on. I've been, living in, I've been living in Kentucky for a month, and I have not had Fazoli's. That, that's fucking sad, man. That is. I know. I know. Like, I'm upset with myself, too. Believe me. I'm more, no one's more disappointed in me than me, Andy. Okay, my dude. Number four. Some people might call this a snub, and I understand that. This one, Andy, just didn't have a special place in my heart like the other two at the top. Maybe not three per se. But when it, this one sounds good, though, Andy, it sounds fucking good. And that's nachos. The nachos, nachos and cheese. Classic lunch. Like, I'm someone I can sit there and eat tortilla chips all day. I can sit there and eat an entire bag of tortilla chips. But mm-hmm. it's a rare occasion because it just has to be – I have to be in the mood. I have to be feeling a little yeah. frisky. Frisky when, and abstinent. When nachos and nacho cheese sound good, don't get me wrong, nothing sounds better. Like, when I'm at the movies, like, that shit sounds good. At a baseball game, that shit sounds good. Maybe a Mexican restaurant. Paul Brown Stadium has some incredible nachos. Those are, dude, yeah, those literally ones that came out of mine. And now my mouth's fucking wide. I'm about to make a fucking quesadilla. But Andy, if I but if I'm gonna have one or like one lunch one whole life, man, I need some fucking meat, bro. Yeah, no, you cannot just sit there and eat chips and cheese. But yeah, chi- like they're so good when it's time, when the moment is right. But it's not that that moment is not all the time. It's not the striped sweater of lunchables. Uh, Boy needs so, some meat, bro. Yeah. Boy needs some sustenance. We love meat. Falcons here. won. Congratulations. You heard it here first. Well, blah, podcast. All right. Yeah, breaking news that you'll hear <laughs> tomorrow. Big um, news of the week. The Falcons won a football game on primetime. You'll have heard this a while, a long time ago before so, you listen to this. But Andy for right Dalton now. Dalton was not good. the quarterback. Damn. All right, Andy. Much love to Nachos. Didn't mean that as hate. But, Andy, this number three just sounds fucking incredible. I, it sounds like an erection on a stick. Yes, it does. <laughs> Double on top. It's another brunchable. A break, a bacon and cheese, a bacon and cheese sna- uh, sandwich. Man, that shit gets me popping. The best, dude. Bacon and cheese biscuit from Mickey D's was my jam when I was a kid, bro. That shit's just fucking. Now imagine like a, a pack of eight of those in a box. Yeah, I'd have to have one to make sure just to verify, but it can't be a bad time. Can't be a bad time. Number two, Andy. All right, number two. Two elites. I got the ham and cheese cracker stacks. Yeah, this is the OG right here. This is the OG Lunchable. This was the, uh, this had to be probably the first original Lunchable. I can't no, confirm like, this that. One, this, like, this one, like, actually the top two really what got them going. Like, got what people got, got them excited. It was provocative. And like, it, it was the lady humps of Lunchables. No question. So that's the OG right there. But nothing, no Lunchable got me excited, Andy. Like brownie pizza. That is the number clear one. cut number one. You didn't even have to listen go. this far to get to that one. 
you just knew number one was that pepperoni pizza. You get to put as much sauce as you want, which means I put the entire pack on one thing, on one little oh, crust. Yeah. Maybe um, I love me pizza. pizza sauce. Then just we'll stack pepperoni pizza on there. Good oh. times, bro. Yeah, you you can't beat that, man. No, who would have thought raw pizza would be so good? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Lunchable did. It was so fucking good, man. When I was a kid. Like, oh, that man. was that was the most. Like, honestly, like. I would get that when I worked at Kmart when I was um, 19. I'd, I'd take, take those to the break room, spend half my paycheck on one of them, and yeah, just sit so back. So expensive for what they are. I know. But they're so damn good, especially when you're a kid. Buy just the packaging. But who cares? Good times, bro. All right, another successful week in the books. Man, that, that, that blob rolled. I'm tired, man. I'm wiped. It's been a long week on the blob, but I mean, we did it. We we clearly like Yad clearly brought the energy out of us. We had to match him, so that was. Uh, I don't I'm, know how he I'm does wiped, it, dude. Because twenty minutes of yacht and I was exhausted. And I feel like that's how people feel when they talk to us. <laughs> like I, I don't know how I don't know how people handle us. I and I mean. It must be like what sprinters feel like when they. That's gotta be like what sprinters feel like when they go race Usain Bolt. Like, everywhere I go, I'm the fastest man alive. And then I race this guy, and he just fucking destroys me. And, like, you have, you, have, you have one choice. Either lose to him. We have two choices. Either lose to him and be winded or die. We don't have, like, we just don't have that capability. Like, that was intense. <laughs> Legends never die, Andy. I can't lie to you, bro. My brain is not working. <laughs> Gotta get the fuck off here. All right, man. Let's get the fuck out of here. But uh, <laughs> we appreciate everyone for listening. Hope it was good for you guys. Shout out to Sir Yacht. That was fucking awesome. Hopefully we better next Go give him a follow. I'm sure most of you guys already are. Uh, I'm sure you're, you've heard of us because of him. Um, so thank you, Sir Yacht. Also, make sure you check out the Broken Anchor podcast on Monday. Start your week off that way. Go Muskies. Go Muskies. Let Ben Ball defund Joe Lenardi. Let's get the fuck out of here. Hey, sweet, my dudes. Hell yeah.